0: Hackney Empire Podcast with Chris Skinner. Uh, this is Chris here at the Hackney Empire for the third Hackney Empire podcast. I am joined now uh, by Paul Boyd, author, composer, uh, director. Wh- which of those is the best title that you like to claim?
1: I think I think author gets paid the most, so let's stick with author. <laughs>
0: Uh, now you're, you're the creator of uh, the rudest and most intriguingly named show at the Empire this year, I'd like to think, uh, Molly Wobbly's Tit Factory. Uh, w- what on earth is Molly Wobbly's Tit Factory all about?
1: I, well, that's a very good question, and I'm hoping perhaps if I uh, hand out some forms to the audience, they might tell me afterwards. Mm-hmm. They
0: were easy. I watched as they danced
1: to the tune that I played. Uh, It's about a good night out. I mean, it's a a story. Uh, The title came first. It was one of those crazy ideas we thought we'd write a show called That. Um, what on earth could that be about and actually is
0: that re- really is that true you, yeah. you, the, the name came first
1: the name came first it's a very long story Chris I won't go into the boring bits but basically if I go right back to the beginning of, of the whole thing I wanted to write a show that would never be commissioned <laughs> so we decided nobody's ever going to produce a show called Molly Wobbly's Tit Factory those were the four words that came stumbling out so, and of course it, 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 the opposite has turned out to be the case um, and it's, it's, it's done very well so it, it the challenge of writing the show then was creating a show that was as good as the title (laughs) or was it at least as much fun as the title. Um, and so we've created this, or I've created this little um, village. It's called Little Happening, where nothing happens, um, and a stranger comes to town and opens Molly Wobbly's tit factory. So that's kind of his his impact on the on the on the village is is what the show's about. And it and this is on Mamory Lane, am I correct? Mamory Lane is the main high street yes. in Little Happening. Yes, of course it is. With a title like that, there had to be Mamory Lane in it. Yes.
0: Is, is this a, um, a a musical, a comedy of music, a musical comedy? I mean, the fact that you came up with the title first suggests maybe that the comedy came first. Well my background
1: is musicals and I mean I've always tried to be funny but but certainly the music has always been very important. Musical comedy is definitely the way the way I'd I, I would bill it. I mean there's a musical there's it's music from beginning to end. It has musical numbers in. Um, and it is one of those shows people you know it's the songs are kind of held up while audience laugh and then that second wave of laughter third and then then the band can start up again so comedy's really really important to this show.
0: You um first conceived it if I'm, I'm, as a short in 2006 in is, is that and that, this is I guess when you made up the title for the show it becomes a short production it gets then commissioned to become a longer production it then goes to Edinburgh Tell tell me how it went from being a short to a full-size show?
1: Well, it was written as a short because it was initially entered for a competition that I didn't want to enter, and you only, you only had to enter... I'd hate to see how well you did if you actually wanted to win some stuff. Yeah. I know, but it, it wouldn't happen, I mean that's the bizarre <laughs> thing, This is sod's law, but uh, you know, I think, uh, if I remember rightly I read the rules of the competition and I had to enter ten minutes of material so I wrote a ten minute show and pretended it was part of a longer show, thinking well that'll be that, and then of course the thing got shortlisted and I had to write the Whole thing. Um, uh, it was the Lyric Theatre in. Be- I'm from Belfast originally, so the Lyric Theatre in Belfast, which is sort of the national theatre over in Northern Ireland, heard this 10-minute piece and decided that it had to be. A full length show and I said no it can't be I mean it's a ten minute tit joke <laughs> I can't stretch that into two hours I've done as much as I can do with it uh, and they were really quite insistent and I worked with Richard Croxford who's the artistic director of the Lyric and um, very persuasive man talked me into writing it and we've staged it a couple of times in various guises at the Lyric Theatre Belfast since then and then eventually at Edinburgh Fringe last year
0: and, and it, it I mean from what I've read you know great reviews at Edinburgh D- did you know, I, I speak to a lot of people who perform both in, in music, theatre, and comedy at Edinburgh. Uh, a show can be very different at the end to the start. Did did this go through a kind of transformation in that run as well?
1: It did. I mean, the, I mean, the other thing about it is, it's sort of, every time we've staged the show, there's been a core of cast who've kind of stayed with it, and some extra cast members who are available aren't available have come on board. So the show always kind of Uh, sort of translates from one thing into another depending on who's on board. Audiences in Edinburgh are hungry for comedy so perhaps the comedy element of it was slightly exaggerated over the month that we played there which is a lovely place to be at now you know when you learn to play the laughs in a big venue like the assembly rooms. It started as a simple blind
0: date You acted like the perfect guy And then you bought that amyl nitrate And that pump dispensing tube of KY We'll come on to the cast uh, in, a, in a little bit. I want to go through some of the musical numbers. Uh, some tracks, if, if people haven't really got a gist of what this is about, uh, s- some, some titles, uh, One Night Stand, Memory Lane, and my favourite, Presbyterian Minister's Wife. Yeah, Presbyterian
1: Minister's Wife is the polite title for a song that has a lot of rude words in it and you need to see the show to realise why we can't call the song what it should be called. There's one of the characters in the show is a Presbyterian Minister's Wife. They've left the church, they've moved to Little Happening to open a clock shop and she's reminiscing about why they left the church. So, I mean, I'll leave that open to your imaginations for now as as to why they had to leave the church. It was all my fault. I was never going to make a good Presbyterian minister's wife, now was I? Not with these legs.
0: I'd love to hear more. And you can get the soundtrack now. Uh, I know that the money raised goes to the Terence Higgins Trust as well. So this is a big... Camp, wild, musical production, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, camp with a capital C, I mean, tit with a capital T. All of those words. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. what this show is. But also, I think it's also. Uh, I mean, there's a story at the heart of it, and there's a heart at the heart yeah, of it. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those shows where you'll laugh, but you'll also cry. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a lovely story, and and because yeah. you know, it's you know they get their teeth into some lovely roles, as it were. You know, so I mean, it's 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 camp and funny and all of those things. But actually, there's a lovely story as well, which leaves you as an audience member really satisfied I think
0: Yeah I think, I think especially when again you're taking something from 10 minutes to 2 hours it, it certainly needs that. You mentioned some of the actors, uh, there, there are some new additions to the cast for the run at the Hackney Empire aren't there?
1: Yeah, we're, we're really delighted. We've got a lovely strong uh, cast together. A nice mix of people I've worked with before and people who are new to the show. So, for example, I have um, Gary Wilmot uh, coming on board and his wife in the show is going to be played by um, Sophie Louise Dan. Yeah. Now, Sophie Louise obviously a very well-known uh, musical theatre actress. Also, Olivier, award nominee, um, also has appeared here at Hackney Empire, I believe, in a panto, so she's a, a, a good familiar face for here. Um, we also have Stephanie Farron, and Stephanie was one of those um, Dorothy's from Over the Rainbow on the telly um, has gone on to do um, Little Shop of Horrors and shows like that and she's a great addition to the cast and Shona White joins us from Wicked and from recently playing Magenta on the tour of um, Rocky Horror which is in many ways our predecessor yeah. in this show. So people like that are coming on board, mixing in with Christopher Finn and Russell Morton and Conlith Kane, who are original cast members that you hear on the CD or on the website or whatever. A really nice mix of what's kept the show strong and, and what we need to do to keep the show going in the future.
0: What, what sort of state do you think musical theatre is in at the moment? This seems to be and you, you, you could tell me I'm wrong here there, there seems to be a lot of um, uh, shows that are basically ABBA for example uh, and, and, but then there is a rise of, I mean I thought Avenue Q came out of, of nowhere and then the Book of Mormon which is you know, rude adult themed content with big gags in it as well which, is, which is, it seems to be a completely different direction, it's, it's, how healthy and how strong do you think musical theatre is at the moment? I think it's quite strong at the moment. It has been stronger, but it's also
1: been weaker. And and musical theatre is very divided at the moment. We have very safe, traditional, what we call jukebox musicals with songs that we know and love that are strung together with varying degrees of success into stories. On the the other end of that scale, we have shows that are more cutting edge. I mean, the two you mentioned happen to have been sort of workshopped over many years and and born in America and brought here as fully-fledged, Product. I mean, Avenue Q and Book of Mormon both came from the States. Um, I mean, something like Molly Wobbly is very, very British, and we're sort of flying the flag for the fact that we do that too. And in fact, we've done it. You know, we've done it for many years. That kind of thing. And I think that well, Molly
0: Wobbly is almost a Monty Python-esque name, isn't
1: it? Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, if you go right back to the sixties, the seventies. I mean, if you go to see a show like I remember going to see Mm Spamalot, you know, which is a lovely show to watch, and thinking I done those, I I did those jokes years (laughs) ago, and then you think, hold on. A minute, they come from Python who were yeah. 20 years before me. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, Molly Wobbly is part of a very long tradition of musicals. I think it has its place, I think those kind of shows have their place in London and the West End. But yeah, you're right, there's a big gulf in the middle, and I don't think nobody's quite sure how to fill that at the moment. Um, you're either sort of very safe, coach party kind of shows, or you're kind of cutting edge shows. So it would be interesting to see how that develops.
0: Yeah, absolutely um, well, I, I can't wait for the show um, Tickets are on sale uh, Now uh, go to the Hackney Empire website uh, Which is probably, if you're listening to this on SoundCloud The link immediately below where you're looking uh, right now Or you listen to it on the Hackney Empire website In which case this whole sentence has been redundant uh, Paul, thank you so much uh, for your time I, I can't wait to see the show So, uh, Paul, thank you for your time No problem, see you there